Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm very springy today. Are you springy? I like that. There's a spring in my step. Oh, boy, I wish that was true for me. It's a little too muddy to be springy around here. <laughs> oh, Liv, we had some rain or what? I know, I know. Well, you know, last week we got like four inches in 24 hours. It was crazy. Yeah, we had a, we had a half an inch this morning mm-hmm. in my rain gauge. So the ground is saturated, and tonight and tomorrow night we're going to have a cold snap. Yes, we are. Golly, spring in the mountains. Isn't it lovely and wonderful? It actually is. I love it. I do too. It's so funny to walk out my back door and think it was not that many weeks ago that everything was kind of gray. And now it's beautiful. It Green is. and lush. I noticed when I looked out the back door of course, it's spring, and we've got little buds on the trees in the woods back there, but not big leaves. And so what's happened is the bottom of the forest floor back there is green and beautiful with moss and a little bit of grass. So I walked out the other morning, and it was a warm morning, and the sun was shining, and, and it just looked like the woods were glowing. Mm, so beautiful. Those, those are pretty woods back there. Oh, I hope you spend some time keeping that, keeping them cleaned out a little bit. I feel like I need to, I need to borrow some goats. <laughs> borrow some goats to just kind of eat out the underbrush down there. That is the best thing. You know, they rent them now. You don't borrow mm-hmm. them like in the old days. You have to pay and rent them. Rent a goat. <laughs> yep, rent a goat. And that's got to be a pretty good deal for somebody, don't you know? <laughs> well, I love to watch them. There was a show, like one of those little mini shows on PBS about the man who just kept, you know, buying goats. <laughs> and, you know, once you got a female goat, a couple female goats and a male goat, then you buy, you know, in a few years, you got a lot of goats. Right. <laughs> and his wife was giving Some of them have crossed eyes and stuff, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and his wife was giving him a hard time and he just decided he was going to rent them out. And he goes with this special fence. All the goats run up into a truck and he puts out the fence and the goats go in the fence and he leaves them one day and he comes back the next day, moves the fence and they just keep eating and eating and eating. So he, his, uh, his goats get good and fed and, and whatever needs to get cleared gets cleared. That's and so, I leave a little poop to go in the combo. It's that, all good. That's awesome. See, that's what they call a win-win situation. It is, isn't it? He gets to hang out with his goats and, 
I bet they got nanny goats that you can even uh, milk and make some cheese. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. What the, the goat thing and the hen thing, it's become so trendy and popular this last year or so. Actually, people have been homesteading hens in the city, urban chickens and stuff for years. But I guess it's been the last two or three years that I've read a lot about it and been looking at my friend's posts on Facebook, you know, how they will just every facet of the chicken's life, they'll photograph it. Oh, yeah. I was part of the committee that got that law passed Were about you? backyard chickens. Uh, yes, ma'am, I was. I worked on that. Well, it was very controversial. After, oh, yeah. after it was passed, it was more controversial. For a well, while. because the, the big thing was it can't stink and you can't have a rooster. And I think you can only have, I think they amended it. You can have up to 10 oh. hens, but you have to cite the hen house so that it's not within X number of feet of a neighbor and all that stuff. So if you follow the rules, you're probably not going to get in much trouble, but yeah. people are not good at following the rules, are they? Well, no, they're not, but uh, hopefully urban chicken farmers will take care of the hens because you're right about the smell and there's just, there's really no worse smell that I can think of than when it's hot outside and you're smelling chicken poo. Ugh. Yeah, it's good in the garden, though. It uh, really is. It's, but it's, now, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I don't know, hesitant, obviously, to, to tell you that our friend Lisa, who has taken up chicken management, as it were, uh, I was talking to her husband on Monday and he yeah. said, yeah, I'm going to tear down the old chicken house and build a bigger one. And then he looked at me and he said, you want the old one? And boy, I kind of do, but I don't think I can get, he says, oh, it's heavy. And you're going to need a truck with a trailer oh. and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I'm going to have to tell him no, because I just don't think I can organize it. Well, let me think about it. You can rent a U-Haul truck with a trailer. I know you can. You or can, you could just yeah. rent a U-Haul van. But by the time I rented all that, couldn't I just make my own chicken house? Yes. I don't know. I could. Because so, I'd build it out of pallets and, you know, scrub lumber and all that stuff. So I believe I'm going to have to say no to that. But you almost got you a chicken house in the backyard. What well, you it would not bother me to have a chicken house in the backyard. No, I, I mean, I've been later, later we will have chickens on the farm. There's yeah, no question. It, it wouldn't bother me at all. But I would say that before you get chickens, you, you need to make sure that you've got a, a dog. Oh, yeah. Or something that but probably preferably a dog, a big one that yep. will also scare off the groundhogs and the bears and the well, yeah, and the bears and whatever wild cats might be out. <laughs> Cold chickens, any turkeys. <laughs> you know, hey. I'm thinking of all of the various critters that you might not want hanging out. Nope, and we got them all down there too. Yes, definitely got them all down there. They're all down there already hanging out. That's right. As a matter of fact, right now, as we speak, I'm looking at the unofficial animal of North Carolina, the stink bug. Oh no! And it—I just realized it's crawling around inside here, not outside on the window. It's inside on the window. <laughs> it must know we've got some cold weather coming. That must be it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> hmm, I think they just love me. So, <laughs> that's what the gossip says, anyway. 
gossip. Now, y'all, in the pre-show, we were all about, we're going to talk about gossip today. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be enlightening. Maybe we'll even tell y'all a secret or something. I don't know. Oh, we ain't got no secrets. I was going to say, do you have any secrets, Byron? Because I don't think I have any. (laughs) That's funny. Tell another one. Oh, no, I don't have a single one. I tell you when your secrets come out, though, and that's when you're uh, running for office or you're already in office, and suddenly somebody you hadn't thought of in 35 years will go, well, let me remember, I just remember that rapid river thing we did down there on the river, and God, that woman was drunk. She stripped off her shirt and started dancing on a picnic table. Yeah, that's a woman that wants to be governor. I've seen it. I got a picture of it. Hang on, it's a Polaroid. Oh, no, that's just exactly how it works. Some of the people are trotting out stuff you never even dreamed of anybody would remember. So, or things that you had forgotten, or Happily things you would forgotten. just not even uh, assume were going to be a problem. For instance, who was that gal? Uh, one of the politicians not too long ago that they got her for the. Uh, being in a what's something called a plantation party i don't oh know oh my gosh yes oh it sounds pretty awful to tell you the truth i don't know what it is but evidently it was all of these white women and they were culturally appropriating something or oh, well, enacting their you know, version of history I i'm not sure Anything Southern right now is suspect, and it's just as simple as that. Is that what and, it is? Yes, and you can wade in and try to be sensible, but there's just no sensibleness about any of it right now because there's people howling for blood on both sides, and they're not listening to each other, and <laughs> nobody is thinking about history, really thinking about history or the subtleties of history mm. or that history oddly enough oddly enough is not good people on one side and evil people on the other it's much more subtle than that well but and, we, are, we do not live in an age of subtlety let us say we don't and we also don't live in an age of comprehensions <laughs> because the, just tell but, it like it is alicia tell it like it is <laughs> Well, that's the truth. That is the truth. And and people should realize that there's more than one viewpoint out there. And history is the same way. The history that happened to the folks that I consider my people would not necessarily be the history that someone else is going to remember. It just happened during the same time period. You see? It's a really, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was talking to somebody and it it basically, to me, it sounds like some weird drug trip when you start trying to talk about it. It's just such a subject. Don't you think? I do. I do think. And we just, it's like everything has to be able to be pigeonholed and tidy. Right. And I don't want to have to think that something might be messy. Well, damn. And don't crawl me out on that one, but damn, everything is messy. Everything. Well, life is messy. That's for damn. Relationships are messy. The relationships that we now call history are messy. It's all messy stuff. And there's lots of different sides. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of people that get hurt. Mm -hmm. They either get 
financially hurt. They get physically hurt. They get emotionally hurt. They get butt hurt. Mm -hmm. Butt hurt. Butt hurt. <laughs> like them groundhogs down there getting butt hurt. You know, who's really getting butt hurt is uh, the yard man. I tell you, it's like he, he's on it 24-7. And every time he turns around, there's another damn groundhog. I think the thing that bothers him the most is that the groundhogs are getting more and more inventive and it's, it's become <laughs> almost like a danger thing on the back porch Yeah, because it doesn't really matter uh, how much he's putting down and, and what kind of big giant rocks he's putting down, you know, cover up this hole. They just dig under it some more. Yep. And so he's about ready He's about ready. I don't know for what, but it's a big thing, whatever it is. Well, if, uh, if we can't discourage them, then we're going to have to poison them. It's just as simple as that. <laughs> so they're going to have the choice of being relocated to someplace nice, or I'm going to put a bait trap in that damn basement. And we're just going to have to go down there and shovel their asses out. Well, I believe that there is one that's been, that got caught down under there in the basement. And then he covered it over so that it couldn't get out. And I'm, I'm relatively sure that there's going to be a live trap put in the basement there. Oh, so that's that, a good so idea. that it'll go, you know, it's down in the basement. But then after this one goes to the park-like setting, there'll be another one and another one and another one. So that's, I don't know. I, I see that he is plotting. <laughs> that should be the word I use. Plot. He is a cunning fellow, isn't he? Well, I believe he's got a doppelganger. And it's furry mm. and brown. <laughs> and he really wants to say that, that phrase that you said so well last week. Farewell, grave whistle pig. <laughs> yep but i'm not i'm just not here's the thing i'm not putting up with any more damn vermin i'm done with it yeah and people can be soft-hearted all they want to about oh but the squirrels are so cute oh have you seen a baby groundhog yes and you know what baby groundhogs grow up into adult groundhogs and they will ruin a foundation of a house yeah and they will ruin a garden they will eat everything you were going to eat all winter mm -hmm. and I'm, fat, I'm done with that belligerent groundhogs yes That's what the little cute baby ones grow up in. exactly so and, I get that. and there used to be in our world a, such a thing as an alpha predator mm -hmm. and they would eat these things because that's what they ate and they would keep the numbers down. But we, the human human beings decided, oh, oh no, alpha predators are too scary. They scare us, they might eat our poodles. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And so now there's nobody to eat those damn groundhogs because yeah. there, no, there ain't no coyotes around. Yeah, that's where, it. Where, where, where Weird Mountain is anyway. Well, that's the, and, of a young, young groundhog. Yeah. Those big ones are hard though, you need a dog. We're going to have to get a dog. I was going to say, you know, Lucky, the dog next door, he's now an indoor dog. Oh. Age and a few other little things in the neighborhood. So he comes out once a day to pee and poo, and that's about it. But if there was a dog that could stay outside during the pretty days, 
that would pee and poo on the edges of the yard, that would be fabulous. Then the squirrel issue would be taken care of. The groundhog issue would be taken care of. I've never seen a possum here, so I don't think that's an issue. But you, I think that's a good answer would be a dog. Yeah. I really do. Well, and, and I am not, well, you know, I'm not warm and fuzzy about all these things very much, but I, a dog ought to be a working dog, I think, and not a, you know, a play pretty dog. Well, the dogs, dogs are used to that. I would say animals are, they, they do better when they have active lives. Yes, they do. Don't you think? Uh, they do. And they, and some dogs have been bred for many, many, many generations to do work, to do a particular kind of work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, somebody finds an ad adorable little shepherd puppy and they go, oh, well, I, I want this to live with me in my condo. And then you've got a dog that's been trained and is genetically trained to, to herd sheep and you stick them in a 800 foot condominium and they're not happy. That's true enough. And dogs that are bred to have certain characteristics. I know that there are a lot of people out there who are animal lovers and they don't want you to judge the dog by the breed, just like you shouldn't judge humans by their, um, by their looks or whatever. But there are some dog breeds that are just nastier than others or more violent than others. More aggressive is aggressive, the word that yeah. they use. Yeah. My great aunt that I was named after one of the most gentle, tiny little humans that you ever want to meet. She lived to be almost 100 years old. And wow. she, she outlived her husband by uh, 40 years. Okay. Mm. So she was, as long as I knew her for most of my life, she was a little widow who lived up on top of a hill. And she would have a dog to help keep her company or yeah. whatever, whatever. So in the eighties, somehow these chow dogs became very popular. Have you ever heard of a chow? Oh, my mother had a chow. They had a uh, black tongue. Mm -hmm. I remember that. So she had a chow dog and she just treated it like she would treat any other animal. She's such a nice little old woman, you know, and they are, she, I can't imagine her ever raising her voice. I've never heard it. Well, she went to feed the chow dog one day and she put his food down and then she went to put his water down and he attacked her. Oh my gosh. And they had to beat the dog off of her with a broom. They heard oh. her. And oh. I think she got 192 stitches. Oh my gosh. Yep. Mm. And it's what a horrible lesson to learn about chow dogs and sweet little old women. Well, my mother was not a sweet little old woman. So maybe that's why it worked okay with her. But she had a chow whose name was Fiona. Fiona. And Fiona was good with people. And she was good with, with young'uns because... My mother had, you know, three grandchildren with my brother and then my daughter. Wow. Fiona was good with kids. She was even good with strangers. She wasn't bad with strangers, but she was she was not good with cats. And my mother always had a cat. The whole time we were growing up, we always had cats. And 
And that dog took out after my mother had a cat that had these big long fangs. A black cat, the biggest damn black cat you ever saw, mm-hmm. had fangs that came out from the top and went down below its chin. It was like a saber tooth cat. And, <laughs> and Fiona went after that cat one time and that cat ripped her apart. Wow. And it's like, well, I guess uh, if Fiona has any children, they will not be so crazy about going after cats, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Genetically passed on now. And I got to tell you another story about that cat while I'm, while I'm taking y'all down the rabbit hole and my family animals. That cat, they had a mouse problem for a while because the cat, you know, what's the point of having a cat if you won't catch mice? But this one would not. It wouldn't bother, you know, it's a big fat buddy. He just hung around a lot. So I, I came over there one day and um, and she said, put some food in the cat's bowl, would you? And I went, yeah, yeah, of course. So I reached up on top of the refrigerator and there was a box of whatever, you know, kitty chow it was that was already open. So I just, you know, turned my wrist to pour some in and a mouse, a live mouse came out of the cat food Ooh. and the cat was waiting by his bowl. And it was like, yum. And it, <laughs> and it ran the other room and ate the mouse. <laughs> I bet ever after anytime somebody poured food in its bowl that cat was like well you remember that one time when I was sitting there waiting on some food and Byron came and she poured it in and it moved remember that time can I have some of that food again that's so good <laughs> it got the jackpot it's like yes fresh meat man <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had a cat one time. Well, we always always adopted these cats that nobody else wanted at the shelter. And we ended up with a, a cat that had no claws. It had been declawed. And I remember waking up one morning and the cat had been playing with, with his toy mouse. And then I found out it wasn't a toy mouse that it was. <laughs> and it had come in under the door. And uh, as soon as it came in, cat went for it and it couldn't, it didn't kill it. It didn't, I guess it didn't want to kill it. It just was batting it around like a tennis ball. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> poor mouse. They are, they are bad for that. But I tell you, <laughs> I'd like to have something to bat around them groundhogs like a tennis ball. Oh, I know it. I know it. Well, this is time of year. I guess that they're wanting to burrow and and nest or whatever you want to call it and have have their baby groundhogs looking for uh, love. Looking for love. Looking for love. <laughs> looking for love. So that's the thing. Okay, uh, in the pre-show, Alicia and I were talking about this card deck, and I'm telling you, I'm on it, but it's not going to be fast, y'all. So you're going to have to be patient with me. Because it's going to be a many-step process. I'm drawing pictures. I'm designing cards. Then they're going to go to the amazing Alicia. And she's going to turn those into, uh, are they called vector files or am I just making that up? Well, that's one type of, of file. So, yeah, vector file. So she's going to make them into the kind of files that can be printed, like not on a Gutenberg press, like on a real press like modern people have. Um, So while all that is going on, then I'm writing a little booklet to go with these cards. So y'all are going to have to be patient and we will keep you posted as there is more information. Okay. And don't, don't be ragging on poor old Alicia because she's, (laughs) she is nagging me all the time to get this done. She is. And I'm well, doing- 
I, I realize that some of it has got to be inspiration too. I mean, you can't just spit it out without thinking it out every time. You're either inspired or you're thinking it out when it comes to stuff like that or a combination of both. So I know it's, it's not just a print on demand, it's create. And creating sometimes it takes a little bit of time. It takes a little while, but in this way I can avoid uh, <coughs> writing the second book, uh, this new book, the new, new, new book, as I keep saying. The, new, new, new. the Ragged Wound? Yep. <laughs> Thank you, The Ragged Wound. Tending the soul of Appalachia, correct? Yes, yes. And that'll be, uh, that'll be done when it's done. <laughs> I, I remember that because I really like the title. The title well, says, speaks to me. I first had that. I first used that title for a uh, paper I wrote for the Appalachian Studies Association conference. And oh. it was all about the Appalachian diaspora. And, and this is a, a lot about that, too. Mm. That's, that's an interesting subject. I hope we get to talk to Barbara. Uh-huh, me too. Yep. If we don't, I guess I'll just edit this out. But if we do, y'all, she's a very interesting person. She's got a lot of knowledge about the dialect, this dialect here in Western North Carolina specifically. And I think I'm saying that wrong because it, these dialects is what I should be saying. Yes. Yes, because they're very different. That's right. Because the dialect here in this part of the southern highlands is different than the dialect where you grew up even oh yeah for sure not for sure. not a huge difference but enough yep do you know what we had in common as far as that area and this area what this is a terrible segue we gossip we both <laughs> that's a terrible segue that's awful <laughs> that's that's the most uninspired <laughs> You want to try it again? Try to do no, something? No, 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 because that's okay. the most uninspired thing. I don't deserve to get to try that again. <laughs> you are so funny. Yeah. Well, it's a it's an interesting. I mean, we do this every time we intend to talk about this one subject that's really an interesting subject, which is why we want to talk about it on podcast. And then we go off into casual conversation and we do what southern folks do and we just meander. We do. It's a, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what we do. <laughs> I got you too. And I, honestly, I think for, for some people, that's what they like about this, this darn podcast. It's like, we're just like, they're, they're sitting at the, uh, <laughs> sitting, sitting at the, uh, the feet on the porch or something and listening. Oh. It's like, oh, and then we say this and then we say this and then we say this. <laughs> well, I imagine, do you remember that segment in Hee Haw where it started out and they, they'd all be under a tree in front of a, a shack and, you know, probably barefoot, I'm sure. And you'd hear this. And then they'd start talking to each other in this real slow, almost asleep voice. And their conversation was like that. That's what I imagine people think we are doing sometimes.
<laughs> sometimes I get comments that make me think, well, y'all, do you, never mind, never mind, I'm not going to say it. Well, at some point, we will be able to sit on the porch again. Soon. And it really will be like that. We're going to hear those rocking chairs going, crack, 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 yeah. 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 I cannot wait. And in the background, we'll we'll hear the sounds that our new puppy dog's making. Right. As it's <laughs> chewing up the furniture. <laughs> no, it'll be chewing up the groundhog leg. Yes. Chew it up yum. We'll teach it that. I have had one of those days today where I've been dealing with other people's uh let's say their emergencies a little oh. bit. So I haven't had them, but I've had the, uh, 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 but Byron, but Byron. So one of the people was somebody I've been trying to get a hold of for a while. And he and I've been playing phone tag and he's an old buddy of mine from a long time ago. And he called me and we did that thing that mountain people do all the, all the damn time. You found which relative you had in common? Well, no, we already know all that, but it was the, the thing of, well, but now you know how so-and-so, remember that time? Now, everybody heard it this way, but I'm going to tell you the real story of it. Mm-hmm. So he told me some of the funniest stories and a couple stories that made me mad that were designed to make me mad, and they didn't make me mad. But mostly it was stuff, and I went, oh, now you are kidding me. That's not real, is it? That did not really happen. And he just laughed and he go, I'm telling you, Byron, I was right there. No. I seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> and, you know, that's the thing about gossip especially is that if somebody makes a big deal out of telling you they seen it with their own eyes, yeah. you can pretty much be sure they did not see it with their own eyes. Yeah. And they are just telling you a great big tale. That is true. I've observed. I like to watch people. When I was a kid, I would watch grownups and how they acted and stuff. And, you know, as far as gossip goes, I bet you my family had a lot that they could have told because of the fact that the phone company. Mm -hmm. They probably heard it all, didn't they? That's right. My grandma and my mom and my aunt were the town operators. And my grandfather, by the nature of his jobs, <laughs> probably knew a lot of gossip, too. And I, let me tell you, you they have a look. People who gossip versus people who don't, they get a look on their face. They really do. If you're ever in a social setting, again, which hopefully we all will be soon, safely, watch and see. Just, just watch. And there is a look of knowledge, and then there is the look of, I think people tell this these gossipy things because of the attention they get. Well, it does, because you if you've got a story nobody's heard, it gives you status. I mean, it just yeah. does. I mean, why else would you tell it? Why else would there be a magazine, a newspaper called the National Enquirer? <laughs> it's all about gossiping about is that even still around I don't even know uh, do you remember that exercise that the, that mental exercise that they had to do in school where they would demonstrate gossip and so you'd stand in a circle the whole class would and you'd start out with one sentence and they'd whisper it from person to person to person and yeah. by the time it got to the end it was a completely different sentence yes Telephone. Isn't that called telephone? Might have been. 
It should have been called Party Line. <laughs> oh, God, that was so much fun last week. That was. Speaking of talking in general. And gossiping. We could have gossip. <laughs> we could have done some gossiping, I have a feeling. Maybe we uh, should. Yeah. Maybe we should find, find some folks on the party line that will gossip with us. What do you want gotta, me to gossip I gotta about? Be honest, though. i got to be honest. I'm a really good secret keeper. Yeah, There's secrets I've been keeping probably since the seventh grade Yeah, that I still know, but I, nothing's going to pry it out of me. Yep, I know. Yep. So, I, I mean, I, if, if, I'm, if I'm gossiping, it's in, in the nature of telling a good story. <laughs> the entertainment segment of it. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. Let me just tell you this thing that I have. Lord of mercy, it was, it was wild, I'm telling you. And that's just part of this weird Appalachian storytelling thing. That's you know, gossip had a gossip had a good start, I think, because I mean, back in the day, you didn't get news from everywhere. I mean, you and I know what what's happening in China right now, real time. We could, yeah. And back in the day, you didn't have radio, you didn't have TV, you didn't have heaven knows you didn't have Google News or Fox <laughs> News or CNN or any of that other malarkey. <laughs> and so anytime somebody came to where you lived, even if it was a relative from out of town or a stranger, well, you plumped them down and you said, so what's going on? Right. What's happening out in the world? Mm -hmm. What's happening down in Wilkes County, huh? What's happening down there? Exactly. And it was just a way to keep information flowing. But, shoo, I tell you now, you get on social media, and I'm on social media a lot, and you are too, and people will just say the damnedest things about other people. And then you go, well, but is that true? Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> well, so you heard something not firsthand and now you're just passing that along. And what good does that do? Well, just like you were saying before, it gives them status. Yeah. It gives them status and, and get some attention. And some people are so desperate for attention that, they don't even care if it's negative attention. You know? No, that's that's exactly true. And, and a lot of them are perfectly happy with the negative attention. Right. And then some people do it just because they're trying to mess with you for whatever reason. And that goes hand in hand with my, my online ministry of let me not catch you reposting something as a fact when it's not. If it's just your opinion, say that. Because well, the harm that gets done. And, it's, is, and some of it is huge, huge harm. Somebody posted on, I don't remember what page it was recently. They, they posted a picture of wormwood, yeah. but they tagged it as mugwort. <laughs> yes, they are in the same family, but they are very different plants. And they do very different things. And so I gently said to the person who had posted it, well, I'm sure that that is Artemisia, that mugwort, that is common mugwort is Artemisia vulgaris, which is what you've said this is. But this is not mugwort. This, as you have so accurately said, is, uh, is the plant, is wormwood, the plant that makes absinthe. And they are not the same plant. And you know what the response to that was? Oh, uh, Oh, well, good eye. I'm glad you caught that. You know, I'm just so lazy about checking that stuff. What? <laughs> what? Oh, well, this is these little 
pretty black. This is blackberries. You can eat this. Well, what if it's a uh, uh, belladonna? What if it's some kind of poison aconite? Oh, well, you know, sometimes I'm just lazy about stuff. It's like there's some stuff you should not, damn it, be lazy about. Yeah. It made me mad. Can you tell? Um, yes, I could tell. I wondered about that because I read that post. I saw that post. D didn't didn't the answer just seem very casual? Like, oh, <laughs> well, you know, I was just lazy. It, it well, seemed you were lazy. You were ignorant. It, it you know, seemed, you got caught out in your ignorance. I think that, I hope that person was embarrassed a little bit. I don't think they were. Because they do position themselves as an expert in that in that category. Uh, well, and that's something. Yeah. I don't spend a lot of time on that page. I don't know why that came up, but it did. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, I'm seen. spending more and more time on that page lately. I bet you are. How's that going? Oh, uh, so far, so good. Good. So far, so good. Uh, it's just been a slow week, I think. Tell you the truth, and and ended up that I there was far more help on that page than I realized because I looked at it yesterday and there were four more moderators. That well, have that nice. Seems like a whole big team is working on it now. That is good. I, I'm all in favor of teamwork. Teamwork, yeah, yay! Communication teamwork. is nice too. At least teamwork I hear it is. Framework. <laughs> what? I hear communication could be nice. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't get too much of that these days. <laughs> Mostly because I I've just about given up listening to some of this just pure tea malarkey. Right now on Twitter, there's just a whole bunch of pagan people just mouthing off about a whole bunch of Christian mythology, and I'm just like, why do you care? Why do you even care? And and a couple of days ago I said. If you're so damn concerned with it, why don't you just reconvert and become a Christian again? <laughs> just go on. Go ahead and do it because you're just chapping me. <laughs> you're on my last good pagan nerve. If you love that so much, go back to it. But no, oh no, we got to argue about it because arguing, you know, I love to argue, argue, argue. Okay. Well, that's a tradition on the internet as well as these people who get on it just to argue. They've got plenty of time. Their lives, are, you know, this is something that they enjoy doing is they find a subject that they feel like they can argue about and then they go do it. And then they're the ones that are just dedicated to creating mischief and screwing up the system. And I'm putting air quotes around the system, screwing up the system. And those chaos creators, they're able to do what they want to do, too. It's it's a just what it is. It's a real. It is. It is. And again, have people got no work to do? Is there no work? Do that? Do they not know how to knit caps for premature babies? <laughs> do they not know how to dig a hole in the backyard and plant something in it? Do they not know? Do they not have really anything to do? Well, sure. Everybody's got something to do. So are they, they doing, get on with it is what I'm saying. Just get on with it. They should be getting on with it. I think that you and me are both in that same mood that and Sonia, too, obviously, the whole do your damn work. <laughs> do the damn work. There'd be a lot less trouble in the world if that was the way it was. If people would just do their damn work. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, uh. You know, if people did their damn work, we could actually have a robot 
work doing our physical work for us by now and we wouldn't have to worry about the ethics <laughs> see i mean we're smart enough we could have that robot army serving us now i'm just saying to you Alicia, <laughs> did nobody you know ever see that movie wally did nobody see that damn movie because well, the whole yeah. thing that movie was you get you a whole bunch of little robot servants to do your work for you. And you can just lay around, eat all the damn bonbons you want, and get fat as a damn bear where you can't even sit up or do any work. That's not the way humans are designed. Well, and I also saw that movie Terminator, too. And that's where the robot army, you know, rose up against the human race and just about exterminated us. But I'd like to think that we could free ourselves up of, of the need to do certain types of labor. I'm, I've never said that we should not be active. Never said that, but I, I would like to see what humans are capable of, but I feel that we are never going to do that. I think that it's always going to be a case of we're either going to be have a working class and a non-working class, or I don't know. I think we're just never going to be able to live up to that ideal. Because it seems like every time we have that, what that does is put people out of jobs. So then we get robots building cars yeah. and a whole bunch of people lose good paying jobs. Right. Or we get, you know, robots doing whatever we can get robots to do. And then rather than retraining people so that they can have a, a decent job at a decent pay a wage like they had, then we just, it's like, well, but... I mean, this is just more efficient. It's more efficient because you can one time pay for that, pay for the maintenance on it. And then you put a whole bunch of people out of business and you don't have to pay their wages. You don't have to pay for their insurance. None of that. Right. And that's because you're a realist about that. I am too. I don't think we're ever going to see any, anything that I envision coming true. But what I would rather see when I envision a robot army, as I call it, or just a group of robots helping humans, is I would see a robot safely driving somebody who doesn't see well. Right. Or, instead of instead of driving a bunch of damn lazy people that are too <laughs> lazy to drive their own car. Right. <laughs> right. Although that's been a mental exercise of mine for a number of years now, is I've tried to figure out what it would look like if we didn't drive our own cars and these cars were all driven, how would you set that up to actually work? And I haven't you been able set to set that up to actually work by having genuine public transportation like they do in real cities. Well, that's that's the real, real way of doing uh -huh. it. <laughs> so, you get, so you get on a bus and I don't care. I don't give a damn who's driving the bus. Put it on a little electric trolley wheel. I don't care. And you know it's going to stop at Pack Square and it's going to stop somewhere else. I don't care. But the idea that we would spend all that energy so that I can have my independence and be in my own car, but I'm too damn lazy to drive it. <laughs> but I got to have my independence. It's like, <laughs> do you see that that makes no sense? I do. And that's it just boggles my brain. <sighs> I do. I see that. I need to get you one of those float tanks. I, you need to go. Have you been in one of those float, float tanks? You said a, a float tank, and it made me think of the float in your toilet tank. And I was, <laughs> I've got one of those, honey. It works. It works. No, that's a tank float. <laughs> <laughs> I've only done that once. I liked it. Yeah, it just it, 
it frees your mind up. You know, it it's, does. it's an interesting phenomenon when it happens. It does free up your mind. And I, I wonder what your mind would do. Uh, my, well, the one time I did it, my mind wrote a book. Oh. Yeah, you know. Because hmm. I tell you, once I turn off the TV and the radio and, and the computer and I just do some writing, I can do a lot of writing. Yeah, I know. If you. I'm not also, you know, also making beans and rice and listening to the radio and watching TV and trying to figure out what they're doing mm -hmm. up in, you know, wherever. Mm -hmm. They did a study once. Uh, I'm sure they've done many by now, but they studied the human mind and whether or not we are actually capable of multitasking. And the answer came back that yes, we were, but our efficiency went down because we have a certain amount of, of, of brain power to work on this set of problems when we're conscious. One problem uses up 100%. Two problems get 50% each, you see, and yep. so on and yeah. so forth. And so by the time you get to four problems, that you've only got 25% of your attention on it and so on. So we can multitask. We can. Yeah. Women are especially good at it because of the whole baby youngin thing. Right. So, you know, long ago, there would have been lots of kids in the house. And once they got to a certain age, you put them watching the younger ones. But, yeah. you know, you'd have a couple of toddlers and you might have a baby at the breast. And then you're also having to do whatever you have to do to keep the house running. Right. And cook and so on. And yeah. Cook. cook and clean and whatever. All that. You're stuff right. You are right. So, Miss Byron. Yep. What? I just realized that it is no longer raining. And you know what that means? It means I can go out and check the uh, rain gauge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, or you can go plant some more onions. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought of you yesterday because I planted another short row of red onion sets. Thought, oh, my God. <laughs> Poor old Alicia is going to give me a hard time. No, not me. Hey, but you know what? So I would love to try some of those breakfast radishes that you were talking about. Yeah, they're in the ground. They'll be up. They'll germinate in 48 hours. I bet you money. Uh, I'm sure everything's getting ready to go crazy. Just crazy around here. I was going to tell you that I really enjoyed it. And the reason that I've got to go is because it's not raining now. So mm -hmm. I want to go see what's going on with the groundhog. Do it. And would you, if you, if it's not too wet, take a little look into the woods where the, um, where the ramps are planted and see how they're doing. I saw them barely sticking up the other day. Yeah, they yeah. should be up because mine are up back here. We'll see. Yeah, and that's a good idea. So it sounds like we're doing an Appalachian goodbye. So I just wanted to say one more time. I've been, uh, I've been on the hunt. I've been on the trail on the thread me and Alicia want to meet Dolly Parton. Yeah. So if y'all have any connections to Miss Parton, please, please let us know. We're going to try doing the whole, just writing a fan letter. All we want to do is meet her. We don't, we don't want nothing from her. We don't want money from her. We'd like to do a fundraiser for something that she does, like maybe her uh, book project for children or something like that. But we would love, and maybe I just should say, I would love to meet her and thank her. No, you can put my name in there. That's fine. And yes, I could, I could send her a nice thank you note, but dang, I want to meet her. So if any of y'all have kind of a, a back 
back way connection to do that, let us know. Send me a private message if you don't want to reveal your secret source. That's right. Because that's the kind of thing you posted on Facebook once and you're going to have to answer to it forever. So, Yeah, well, I've had plenty of those. Yeah. I'm still waiting for somebody to send me a banjo made out of a ham can, though. <laughs> I ain't had one of those yet. Or a cigar box. Either one. I'm good. Some of them look nice. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. You too. Enjoy the dry weather for five minutes. Yeah, you too. Y'all have a good, if you do Easter, have a good Easter. Or I hope you had a good Easter because this will come out Easter night. Oh, man. I just realized, wow, you're right. Yeah. Easter's going to be this weekend. Uh, Tomorrow's Maundy Thursday, and then there's Good Friday, and uh, then Saturday. What's Saturday called? Holy Saturday, maybe? Uh, uh, I don't know. And then Easter. So, Uh, Y'all, I hope you had a good one. I hope you celebrated it in whatever way was appropriate for your religious sensibilities. Yes. And uh, and ate some good food and thought about spirit and what that means. Yes, absolutely. Take care of yourselves and drink some water. Yep, see y'all later. Bye. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.